Let's get into it then. All right. Awesome sauce. I ask that the gods and goddesses of our respective paths bless this circle so that we may be free and protected within this space. And if you have this one word, pagan or paganism. For the pagan community. Exactly. Right. The, the big umbrella. And that was fucking fantastic. Of the podcast ever. We're three pagans. Exactly. We're three pagans. And a cat. And may the works this day of be of the highest good for all present and those listening. So mote it be. The circle is cast. Hail Dictinus. Grant us clear voices, strong sound, and good reads. It is frightfully difficult to know much about fairies. And almost the only thing for certain is that there are fairies wherever there are children. Welcome to Good Neighbors, the 164th episode of Three Pagans and a Cat. Our opening today is courtesy of author J.M. Barry. Thanks to Velocity Rose for our intro music. You can find more of their work at VelocityRose.com. You may call me Ode. And you can call me Tinkerbell. <laughs> no, scratch that. Mary Meat, my name is Gwyn. And unfortunately, my husband Carr is once again absent, this time wow. with a migraine. So please send your good thoughts because his migraines tend to last like a week. They do. So, yeah. This so, is a classic car absence that yes. you may remember from the early days. <laughs> yes. Yes. Unfortunately. And, you know, with all the work that he does mm-hmm. and just regular life stressors. And I think probably the fact that we have like those fluorescent lights in the tap. Yeah. I'm sure that doesn't help. Yeah. So, but anyway, please send your, your good thoughts and your energies to car that he gets over this one mm-hmm. faster than normal because he's miserable right now. Yes. But we are here today to talk about the Fae. Yes. The good neighbors, the good people. The fair folk. The people of peace. The noble people. The fair family. <laughs> I got more. Uh-huh. But but should we perhaps first do housekeeping? Oh, I suppose. <laughs> It is fun. I love the euphemisms. Gwyn is very excited. I'm very excited to be talking about (laughs) the Fae today. I don't even work with them, but I have been reading so much about them. I'm very excited Mm -hmm. about what we're going to talk about tonight. Housekeeping. We need to announce that we are not going to be doing the Yuling this year. Yep. We have decided that because of shipping issues. Right. So Gwyn is now working for a company that ships yes. things. Mm-hmm. That's their whole job. That's the whole job. It's They ship gifts for the holidays. Mm-hmm. And we have been warned already that shipping is um, going to be a challenge, especially at Christmas, because right now... FedEx had an, and the other shipping companies have been yes, running. Everybody. Yeah, they've been running at Christmas levels since March. Yeah. And it's only going to double and triple as we get closer to December. So Yeah, so don't expect to be getting anything that you order promptly. Yeah. For yeah, the next several months. Yeah, in fact, if you want to and, and I'm saying this is a general announcement, if you want to order a gift for someone and you need to ship it. Buy it now and ship it now and let them have it under their tree because mm-hmm. <laughs> it may take a while to get there. Mm-hmm. There's just no guarantee. They can't guarantee anything right now. Yeah. So we're we're gonna be not doing doing the Yuling this year. I know that's a disappointment. I and see the disappointments in the in the Discord. I know, I um, know. I'm sorry you guys, but also it's just life has been a little crazy around here. Yeah, and I just don't I'm just not prepared for it, basically. Yeah, yeah unfortunately. So between the shipping with post COVID mm-hmm. shipping and just life in general busyness, we just felt like this year it might be a good time to to take a break. Mm-hmm. And we will revisit it next year, hopefully. That's right. Hopefully, hopefully. We do apologize to those who are looking forward to it. And that doesn't mean you can't, if you know each other, right. have, have established relationships with each other, and want to do something between yourselves, that doesn't mean you can't do that. We're right. just not having an official... Core data amongst yourselves, but yeah, we're not going to yeah. be doing the whole yeah. the whole routine with the spreadsheets and the... And the deadline uh-huh, and all yeah. that kind of stuff, so... That, you know, you could have your own Yuling or your own Secret Santa mm-hmm. with the with the Pride members that you know. It's just not official this year. Uh, not least because the usual deadline that we had is sort of in the middle of December. And I'm going to be out of the country at that time. Yeah, yeah, that's... So that's part of the that's part of it too. So we apologize for not doing it this year, but we figured we should tell you now, right? So that you can move forward. Yep. Make your decisions with that knowledge. Make your decisions with that knowledge. So any other housekeeping? Oh, the Val holiday is yes. happening. If anybody is in the Kalamazoo area, that's going to be Saturday the twenty third from noon to midnight. 
Mm -hmm. If anybody is going to be in the Kalamazoo area this mm -hmm. Thursday from 7 to approximately 11, mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm going to be reading tarot at Valhalla. Mm -hmm. And I'm also on Halloween, I'm going to be reading tarot Halloween weekend. I'm going to be reading tarot from 11 to 4 at Elements. Mm -hmm. And then there's a whole bunch of fun shit being planned at Valhalla. At Valhalla on Halloween, which is a Sunday this year. There's going to be pumpkin carving contest. Whoever can carve the best rendition of our logo is going to get a prize. There's going to be a costume contest. Mm -hmm. So going to be all kinds of fun stuff happening at Valhalla. Exactly. So if you so are, the next several weekends so if are going to be spooky style. That's right. So if you're in the area, you'd like to see us outside of three pack, mm -hmm. but you know, still see us, then come and see us. Yep. <laughs> But other than that, there's no official three-pack stuff happening yet. Nope. That'll probably be next year sometime. 2022. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I believe we are housekept. And housewept. Now you may continue naming all the, okay. <laughs> <laughs> all, the, all the euphemistic names for the fair folk. Oh, there are so many. And I only have a small list. But before I do that, I do want to tell you where I got the majority of my, my mm -hmm. information for, that I'm going to be sharing tonight. I'm sure Ode has other resources. Mm -hmm. But my go-to for anything having to do with the good neighbors mm -hmm. is Morgan Daimler. They are an excellent author. They are a speaker, a teacher, and they their purview is pretty much strictly Celtic lore and the Fae. And they've written a no, oh, I, I can't even tell you how many books a ton, they've written. A just ton. A metric ton. A metric ton of books. But the one that I'm reading from is called Fairies, A Guide to the Celtic Fair Folk by Morgan Daimler. It is currently available in digital form. Swan asks, can you spell that last name? Yes, the name is D, as in David, A-I-M-L-E-R, Daimler, mm -hmm. Morgan Daimler. And paperback, I believe, is coming out in two days. Nice. And I believe the Audible is also coming out in two days. So it'll be one day by the time this goes it out. It might be next it, Yeah, it may be. It, yeah, actually, it's the end Is of, it this Wednesday? It might be Thursday. Okay. But it's this, this week. Soon. Yes, the paperback comes out this week. And then I think the Audible either comes out this week or next. Gotcha. So... Look for the look for fairies, a guide to the Celtic fair folk, because that's it's strictly this book is strictly about history and knowledge about the fair folk from a specifically Celtic perspective. Yes, from a yes, it is specifically Celtic, um, but it's just filled with all kinds of information. Um, but anyway, some of the euphemisms mm -hmm. that people use to uh, refer to the fae or fairy folk, because and I'll tell you the reason why these euphemisms came up. It's People of the Fairy Hills, Fair Family, Mother's Blessing. Some of these are also translated from, she went strictly from folklore. Mm -hmm. So most of these are translated, mm -hmm. um, but also gentry, other crowd, and themselves. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and the reason... Capital T, themselves. Capital T, themselves. And that's just a handful, what people have called them over the centuries. Mm -hmm. uh, most of these have been taken from Irish and Welsh folklore. The reason is that there are those who believe if you say their name, if you, if you say fairy, mm -hmm. you will draw their attention. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and that could be good, or it might not. Right. It, it depends go, on how they perceive your attention. It could go either way. Yeah. It could go either way. It depends on how they perceive your attention. So that's the one thing that Morgan is, they want to dispel some of the misinformation mm -hmm. that we have. There's a ton. Yeah, there's in a, both directions. There's, there's a ton in both directions. And they are very much about promoting, yes, you should, you know, embrace some of the newer beliefs that have come up uh, about the Fae and the Fair Folk. But you can't just dismiss what the folklore mm -hmm. and the attitude of the folklore and how they perceived the good neighbors hundreds of years how ago. In you know, sort of exactly the same way you handle perceptions of deity now yeah it, it like is. the the myths are what they are yeah exactly the gods have evolved since then but that mm -hmm. doesn't mean the myths aren't what they are exactly and so i think 
Morgan really tries to go for more of a, from a historical perspective while embracing some of the better, right. newer understandings. Kind Not of holistic. Yeah, kind of a middle ground almost, but mm-hmm. with a, a balance of both. Mm-hmm. According to this quote, it is considered unwise to say fairy aloud, lest to detract attention in a negative way. Rather, use euphemisms with the idea that calling them a name that is positive will remind them of their potential goodness. (laughs) My understanding of it, or or sort of the way that I process it, and the reason I always do call them the good neighbors, is that it's a politeness thing. It is a politeness thing, and that's very important. Politeness is very important when you deal with them. Yes. And another, um, basically an interpretation of that quote was, call them something nice so they will act nicely toward you. (laughs) Morgan does say that there is evidence of the use of these euphemisms in folklore dating back several hundred years. The the term fairy Mm -hmm. doesn't actually exist until the Middle Ages. Yeah, exactly. For instance, in the 16th century, there is a Welsh description. I will not attempt to try the Welsh. Because, no, it's right. very hard. Just Fair to, enough. They got a lot of consonants. They got a lot of consonants. and A lot of consonants that sound like vowels and vowels that sound like consonants. And it doesn't sound like what you think it no. sounds like. Um, but it translates to blessed creature. Mm. So, you know, these are the kinds of things that, that people have been saying for hundreds of years. Mm-hmm. Absolutely true. What I had found was just that, well, first of all, I have the Encyclopedia Britannica definition of oh, fairy, let me, yeah. uh, which is a mythical being of folklore and romance, oh, yeah. usually having magic powers on dwelling on Earth in close relationship with humans. I think the romance comes from the Victorians. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Morgan does not love the I Victorians. Think, <laughs> I think, though, that Encyclopedia Britannica here means romance in two different ways, right? The modern understanding of romance is right. like romantic love. Mm-hmm. But I think it also implies classical romance, which is the, the sort of tales of chivalry yeah, and things yeah. like that. Which a lot of that attitude comes from the Victorians. Victorian England, where yes, they really of. romanticized a lot of these. Um, they did. Romanticized. Romanticized <laughs> these myths. Yes. These lovely, blessed creatures. Mm-hmm. Then, what was it, in the 50s or this, maybe it was earlier when those little girls claim the hoax yes where they claim to be seeing fairies and it Let turned out to be doctored mm-hmm. photographs people have been wanting to romanticize 1917 the cottingley fairies yes the cottingley fairies so i was way off in my dates it was the 1917 1917 early photography early photography people didn't know what the fuck you could do with photos exactly. <laughs> i mean even jm barry kind of sort of romanticized fairies with tinkerbell but yet she was pretty ruthless. Tinkerbell was fairly homicidal. She was, she was willing to do a murder. Yeah, she was closer possibly to what a true understanding mm-hmm. uh, from folklore of what a fairy, a fairy might do you a solid mm-hmm. or they might turn on you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it just depends on, on the situation and how they're feeling about you at the time. Elle says Tinkerbell was fairly homicidal is the quote of the evening. <laughs> she was. She was in the book. <laughs> if you go and read the book. If you read the book. Tinkerbell was up for some murder. Exactly. She was. She was. Swan yeah. says Shakespeare has several works that include them too. Yes, notably Midsummer Night's Dream is yeah. all about them. And according to what I've read, fae, the word the fae, the etymology for fairy yeah, and it's really it's questionable. Kind of questionable. A fae apparently appears around the 12th century in mm-hmm. French and Latin texts referring to supernatural a supernatural woman yeah. and an enchantress who was an enchantress I guess mm-hmm. and then a couple centuries later the word fairy does appear in the middle ages and it becomes more commonplace to describe this specific this, sort of class of spirits this kind of class of spirits exactly and then it started to become either the land, you know, you have your fairy mounds mm-hmm. and fairy hills and things like that. Or fairy rings. Fairy rings to the, either describe the things in or beings whose nature mm-hmm. is supernatural. So it started to encompass a lot of spiritual, supernatural beings. Language does that. The European fair folk are not the only examples of this type of being. Surprisingly, the good neighbors are pretty much in every They're culture. Pretty much universal. They're universal. They are under different names. Sometimes they have yep. different kinds of interactions. Yep. But like the 
ancient Arabic mythology, it has the jinni. Uh, ancient Hindu mythology, it has the Gandharva, who mm -hmm. are sort of semi-divine musicians. They're not really like demigods. They're just mm -mm. They're, they're just like a step below deity, mm -hmm. and they do music, mm -hmm. and they interact with humans. <laughs> You've got the nymphs from the Greeks. The Greeks. I wasn't able to find the exact name for for these spirits but my understanding is that there are similar sort of nature tied spirits in various first nations tribes mm -hmm. that sort of like intermediary they deal with nature yep they're often and they're connected to nature and they deal more closely with humans mm -hmm. worldwide yeah they're they're, they're found in m most most cultures, cultures. have something like a fair folk or a good neighbor Sometimes the rules for interacting with them are different. are different, but the the general type of spirit of one that is somehow connected to natural objects, usually plants, but not always. Mm -hmm. Sometimes they're specifically underground spirits, yeah. and sometimes they're specifically air spirits. Mm -hmm. um, and sometimes those are different classes of one category right. in, a, in the same culture. And basically, my understanding is that folklorists and those who study the, you know, the good neighbors mm -hmm. and, and their history, their folklore and things of that nature, they say basically they adapt, this, even though they're, it's in most cultures, it adapts to whatever is familiar to that culture, yeah. which is why they may look different or have different powers or have different ways of interacting or have different, different rules. rules. And they, the, the degree to which those rules are, are even formalized exactly. changes from culture to culture. Exactly. Sometimes they're connected with, with the dead. Sometimes mm -hmm. they're not. It, they're more likely to be connected with the dead if they're the underground yep. type of fairy. Mm -hmm. They're less likely to be connected with the dead if they're the air type of fairy. But in that case, they're more likely to be connected to deities of some kind. Mm -hmm. So it, it's really fascinating. And it's <laughs> very convoluted, really. Mm -hmm. when there's no real way to pin down. Like, you can't just say there's one kind of good neighbor because they have multiple names, multiple ways of interacting with humanity. You, they just really can't be quantified. quantified in the way that we want to quantify. They can't be categorized. Right. And you'll find that we do try frequently to categorize them. And we'll get into that in a little bit. But first, Finn says, and I do not know how to pronounce this. Finn says the Osage or the Osage call them Mialuka, which means wild people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Elle says, yeah, humans love to categorize everything. That's absolutely true. That's true. And I think it's because it's, it's how we understand mm -hmm. things. Is, is We categorize each other. Yeah, exactly. We categorize our stuff. Exactly. We categorize our gods and spirits. <laughs> <laughs> but here's the thing I thought was really interesting. Now, again, the book that I'm... Daimler's Daimler. book. Yeah. Is, it's specifically Celtic. Mm -hmm. You know, so it's specifically this... Which is, I think, sort of the the quintessential European yeah. perspective of the fair folk is the Celtic perspective. Yes, although I will talk about the Scandinavian because there yes. is some difference. Oh, boy there, difference is. oh <laughs> boy, there is. Oh, boy, there is. But I thought this was interesting because in this book, they discuss the fact that the, are, are the good neighbors simply spiritual beings mm -hmm. or are they physical beings? Mm -hmm. It they could be either or both. Depends on... Finn says, yes. Yes. And yeah, that's and kind that's of the kind answer. Of how it is. That's kind of the answer. It's like, it depends on your interaction, if they mm -hmm. choose to interact with you that way. But there are mythologies, especially within the, the Irish and the and the Welsh and, and other nations and, mm -hmm. and, and cultures, cultures, where they have physical... Physical manifestations. Physical manifestations or people experience going to, mm -hmm. you know, to the to other fairy, world. fairyland. Yeah, fairyland, which is, um, it. that's how it's represented in the book. Mm -hmm. But I have a few, um, I have a few examples of Ooh. people who have had experiences. Tell the stories. Okay, so first I thought this was very interesting. This is not an, an old one. This is from... This is recent. This is recent. Okay. This is from... 2017. Ooh, it's very recent. Very. Okay. And then there's another one from 2007 that I thought was interesting because okay. it's essentially the same area of Ireland. Interesting. Okay. okay. So in 2017, the N22 road between Killarney and Cork, there is apparently this one area mm -hmm. that was suffering a dip just outside. I guess it's on the outskirts near Glenfeck. So, so like a sinkhole? Yeah, I guess. Some okay. kind of a dip. And despite thousands of pounds <laughs> or monies uh -huh. being spent and engineering know-how and people trying to fix, they just could not fix this 
dip. Mm-hmm. They this, could not make it a straight road. They, it, it, it just confounded mm-hmm. all the authorities who were trying to fix the road. And so they were having a town meeting about it. You know, what are we supposed to do? And do we go around? Do, do we, we go around? And someone stood up and said, I think it's the fair folk. And in the was, middle of town meeting. He was a politician. Uh-huh. <laughs> who said. It's just like, here's my opinion. This is my it Because it was close to a fairy mound, uh-huh. which they call fairy forts. Yep. And they were completely serious. It was. Everyone took that seriously. They I took love it that. very seriously. It was in the, it was reported in the newspaper. I got to move to Ireland. You know? <laughs> and they take, they still, to this day, not everybody, but, mm-hmm. you know, there are still, especially in the smaller towns and mm-hmm. cities, you know, they have a, a folklore, they have a history with these particular, you know, with these, with the Fae and with these areas. Mm-hmm. And so they don't, they will not build on, on. Uh, yes. I've seen many news articles about farmer refuses to plow this part of the field because it has a fairy stone in it. But here's the interesting thing. The, the man who brought up, Hey, maybe it's because it's near a, you a know, fairy mound. A fairy yeah. mound. He brought that up. And a folklorist who was also there mm-hmm. said that he thought that the spot in the road where they were having problems mm-hmm. was a fairy trail from one fort to another. another. So they were like intersecting? They were intersecting. The the so the road between the two fairy forts would be it was invisible, but it was still Well but the the true. mounds go underground. That's right. True. So so it would be like a road be- underground Possibly. and it would be like pulling the road down. Something. Something was interfering and so the, the thought was, well maybe there's a, a fairy trail uh-huh. between the forts because there's a lot apparently in that uh-huh. area. Another interesting thing that happened was in 2007, a series of telephone poles were placed too close to a fairy hill, mm-hmm. and they kept mysteriously falling down. It made, And it made the news. Uh-huh. <laughs> Again, this was near Sui. They said it passed 20 yards from one of these, from, from one the fort, from the fort. And they said the uh, they had placed a whole bunch of, of telephone poles, uh-huh. and only the ones that, that were, were too close too to the close fort... To the fort would bend or simply fall down. They would put them up. They'd fall down. <laughs> and it, it, this went on for quite some time, uh-huh. I think. I, I'm assuming they must have eventually just moved. Just, like, shove them a few further feet further away. And part of the problem, they believe, the people who, who mm-hmm. were saying, it's got to be the fairies. Um, right. Listen, you knew what would happen. You, you know, should have known. It's because the, the phone line itself was going to eventually go over the ferry fort. Ah. And the ferry were like, no, that's our airspace. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that was one of the <laughs> one of the things. But in all seriousness, this was 2007, 2017. Mm-hmm. These were making the local news. Mm-hmm. It, on the newscasts and the newspapers, they were reporting it seriously. Because these people believe yeah. In this, and they won't, you know, because you're not supposed to build on a fairy mound. Right. You're not supposed to disturb them at all. You're not supposed to disturb them. Um, certainly not a fairy tree. Yep. You know, do anything to a fairy tree. There are specific kinds of plants that are just supposed to be sacred to the to the good neighbors, and you're just not supposed to fuck with them. Yeah. In fact, in Ireland, it is believed that interfering with a fairy tree or a fairy fort or whatever can bring bad luck, illness, or even death. Not just on you, but on your whole family. And mm-hmm. if you're really unlucky, your whole community. So don't do it. Everyone will be mad at you. Exactly. Uh, and Elle oh, says, I imagine if you live in places where the fair folk are well-established, people don't forget so easily. Exactly. Another interesting uh, thing that happened. This mm-hmm. was in 1959. Newlyweds moved into a new home, mm-hmm. began experiencing strange phenomena. The local wise woman mm-hmm. set, informed them after she came and examined the place mm-hmm. That there was a fairy trail uh-huh. that was intersecting with that corner of their house. Mm-hmm. So the husband con- hired a contractor to remove it. To just cut off that part of the house. Cut off that part, whatever it was. We'll just lose the floor space. It'll be fine. Yeah, you know, They cut that part off and the activity stopped. Problems. Problem solved. Yep. You know. And then another interesting thing that happened in this I thought was because, you know, the Fae, especially in Ireland and Welsh, in the Welsh folklore... Mm-hmm are known uh, to take women and children and, but especially children mm-hmm. and kidnap re- them to, kidnap them to, to Fairyland to Fairyland and replace them with changelings. Mm-hmm. In 1909, there was an elderly woman who could not remember her actual age. She was quite 
quite elderly. Mm-hmm. Didn't know when the year she was born or right. anything. And there, she, it was probably when there weren't good records. Yes. But she remembered that in on Halloween in 1839, the fairies attempted to steal her away. And she was saved by her brother who threw a book at them. <laughs> because he saw them dancing around uh-huh. his sister, threw a book, whipped a book, grabbed her hand, and away they went. That's brave. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I admire that. Yep. So it's things like that that, you know, and the, I could go on. There are so many stories of, of people who have had physical encounters. encounters, whether it was through like this young couple who was mm-hmm. having poltergeist like activity mm-hmm. or through people who have had actual physical contact like this, this elderly woman right. as a child. Swan says, I wonder how many supposed haunted houses just have good neighbors instead. That's entirely possible. Uh, I say this all the time that I think probably at least a third of the quote-unquote haunted houses in in the States are actually irritated house spirits. House spirits, land spirits, the Fae. And could easily be good neighbors as well. could easily be the good neighbors. If you you include the good neighbors and house spirits as like people who might fuck up your house and not be a ghost, Mm -hmm. it probably jumps to like 50%. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And like, for instance, in Iceland, who they also have... Fae. They mm-hmm. also have the good the good neighbors, whatever their term for them is. Mm-hmm. Basically, it is well known that road construction and drilling that upsets the hidden folk. That's what they call them. If yeah. you upset the hidden folk, this can lead to machinery ba- breaking, bad luck, and strange happenings until the construction stops. Mm-hmm. And they fix whatever they've broken uh-huh. yep. or replaced a rock. Some kind of special something. You moved that, something you shouldn't have moved. Exactly. Yeah. And so until it's fixed. Mm-hmm. Nothing's gonna, they're gonna fuck your shit mm-hmm. up. So I just, I found that fascinating. <laughs> they're very interactive. They are. They really are. They have strong opinions and they're not afraid to do something about it. <laughs> exactly. It's like, we will mess with you. Uh-huh. If you mess with our stuff, they're very, they're, they're like, what's ours is ours. Mm-hmm. And sometimes what yours is it's ours. ours. <laughs> you know. Finn has a little story. Finn says, we have a puka that visits on the regular. A puka is a type of fairy. Mm-hmm. I was skeptical at first. It wasn't until I listened to the Jim Harold's Paranormal Podcast. A puka shapeshifts most commonly into a horse or rabbit with red eyes. There was no possible way a rabbit could have entered my children's room. We were cleaning their room in 2017 and found a brown red-eyed rabbit. <laughs> I wholeheartedly believe this was a puka. If I don't leave him a little rum once a week... My keys or wallet end up missing until I leave the room, and then poof, keys are back where I left them. Yeah, and that is true. They said, where is... Yes, the the fae that are most likely to interact with humans on, Mm -hmm. like, a casual day-to-day level Mm -hmm. are those sort of, like, house elves, house fae that, like... Take up residence in your home. Or your garden. Right, or your garden. garden. Um, And that want some kind of offering, and if they don't get it, they will just steal your shit. And sometimes, and the, apparently, they just like to steal stuff. Uh huh. Yeah. And eventually, you'll find it. They'll return it eventually. Maybe. Uh, <laughs> maybe. Maybe. Join our Tiger Crystal at Apothecary Teas. This shop produces fragrant, aesthetically beautiful teas that delight all the senses with handcrafted tea blends from white to red to green. This week, Ode suggests the lavender chai crafted with blackberry leaf, lavender, cinnamon, clove cardamom, and fennel. Find them at apothecaryteastore.com or on Facebook at Apothecary Teas LLC. Hail Dictinus. Hail Dictinus. Good read. Hail Dictinus. Hail Dictinus. Those things are so, so nice. The interesting thing is that since we brought up House Fay mm-hmm. um, in Scandinavia, the Norwegians, the Swedish, the Danes, you know, all of the, the Scandinavian countries mm-hmm. and, some, and the German mm-hmm. uh, Germany like, as well. Kind of cultural overall. Kind of cultural overall. They have their form, which do tend to be house dwellers. Mm-hmm. And those can either be called, what we call them in English would be gnome. Mm-hmm. Um, they, but they are Tomti in Sweden. Mm-hmm. They are Nissa in Norway. Tantu in Finland. According to what I've read, their origin is said to be the soul of the original owner of a farm mm-hmm. or perhaps a home or a dwelling. Yeah. It's and, just that back in the day, all, yeah, all homes were in were farms. farms. <laughs> and that who eventually, over time, and it evolves into a, this spirit creature mm-hmm. that becomes a, what we would call a gnome. So in Scandinavian folklore, 
there's a really strong but unclear connection mm-hmm. between the Alfar or the elves and the dead, the ancestors. And it's very unclear how and under what conditions mm-hmm. some ancestors maybe become Alfar mm-hmm. or vice versa. Some Alfar become ancestors. Mm-hmm. Super unclear how that happens. Mm-hmm. Well, and that does happen in other uh, good neighbor lore mm-hmm. where you have, you, you hear about humans who are drawn over or taken over or brought into the other world, mm-hmm. um, whether it's by the queen or they ventured in their, their selves yeah. or they made some kind they of, got lost. they got lost. They made some kind of an agreement they either stay mm-hmm. or they are returned mm-hmm. but changed but changed often those who stay are considered to ultimately be transformed yeah, become into a good neighbor yep and so i thought that was really interesting too yeah. then and they do say that those who do return especially if they've been gone for a while a bit a bit and for them it may have only been you know days days but for the rest of the world it's longer years they said they often are physically emotionally changed Mm -hmm. all different eye colors yeah or they can't touch things that they used to be able to Mm -hmm. to handle or you know all kinds of things and they're not supposed to speak uh, of their experience their time in fairyland in fact that is uh something that's very common in fairy lore is that the good neighbors they appreciate their privacy Mm -hmm. and their secrets and they don't want you sharing your experiences with other people. Which is probably, A, the other reason that they're constantly interfering with uh, mm-hmm. transgressions into the fairy courts. Mm-hmm. But, B, the reason there's so much goddamn misinformation. Exactly. And I don't mean, like, like what people experience in their homes. I mean people who have been transformed yes. into the other world. Yes, but I mean... Yeah. Even people who have less directly transformative right. experiences with the Fae are often instructed not to talk yes. about yep. the relationship they have with mm-hmm. the good neighbors Especially, or the deals they've made with the good neighbors. Yeah. If they're interacting with them in some way where mm-hmm. they have made a deal. Or they've developed some kind of relationship. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It often comes with... The condition. With conditions of silence. Yeah, yep, it does. Now, this is going off in another direction. Mm-hmm. But I was thinking today as I was reading this, do you mm-hmm. remember in our yard... We had a circle yes. in our yard. And last year, first it started out as a, just a bare patch. Yes. A perfect circle, I might add, by the mm-hmm. way. But when it's when things started growing, what we got was clover mm-hmm. and daisies and different kinds of wildflowers. And, and I some thought, very happy bees. Bees and butterflies loved it. And I thought it was so pretty that I had I had everyone who was mowing yes, our lawn, mow around mow it. around it. And it was it stood the entirety of the mm-hmm. summer until until the fall. And then we finally mowed it down. Mm-hmm. You know, I went out there and I, I did harvest some things with the, you know, after conversing with the plants. The plants and stuff and harvested things. But this year, none of that returned. Yeah, I noticed that, yeah. None of it. Not a single thing. Not a flower. Mm-hmm. Not a clover. Yeah. Nothing. And so I got thinking as I was reading this, I thought, I was wondering, did we have a little... Little resident fairy. Little resident fairy who was tending that spot mm-hmm. or our yard. Moved that in. Moved in for a time. And then moved out. And then moved out. Possible. Because, I mean, I would water that spot because yeah. it was so pretty. I would let, you know, and I didn't want it to. It was quite a big patch, too. It was a big patch. And so I would take the hose over there. After I finished watering my garden, I would water that section, too. So, and I didn't even occur to me at the time that it could be unusual. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you were just you like, know. yes, wild crafting. <laughs> ah, you know, so I was, so unbeknownst to me. You know, and, and because and it didn't strike me until today that nothing like that has occurred. Mm-hmm. And that's what, you know, and it's not like we've had regular mowing over there. I mm-hmm. mean, even when we've allowed it to grow. Yeah, it doesn't do the same thing. None of those flowers, none of the clover, nothing came back. Yeah. It was very, it's very interesting. You never know, peeps. <laughs> it can be hard to tell what's going on. It can be hard on. to tell if you have a good neighbor in your, in your general area. Yeah. Apparently, if they find you know if they find you worthy, mm-hmm. they or at will, least unobjectionable, unobjectionable, they will they will bless you with a gift. Mm-hmm. At least that's how I'm interpreting it right now. I don't know. Right. Or maybe just some they like that spot and didn't object to you harvesting out of it because yeah. you were doing it sustainably. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. 
and I got the plant's permission. I mm-hmm. always speak to my my plant spirit allies. Yes, and they gave you the go ahead. And they gave me the go ahead. So whatever happened there, I haven't had much a direct exposure to the good neighbors. Neither have I. But you remember we went to that event? Yes, a couple of did, years ago. Yeah, we went to an event a couple of years ago. I don't remember where it was anymore. One of the classes during that event was. I don't think well, it, it was a working. It was a, it, no. It was wild crafting. It was wild. It was a wild crafting thing, but. But going through how to walk through a woods right. and leave offerings and ask permission for the woods to, for the wild grass. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we were walking through the this little patch of woods and we were making offerings to the various trees. That's, in and fact, things. it was Shadow Bear. It I, was. It was Shadow Bear. Yeah. Shadow Bear and Arrow. Who pretty sure. One of our patrons, yeah, by the way. And we've gotten some great... He does great amulets. Great amulet work from Shadow Bear. Mm-hmm. But so we were walking through this wood, and Shadow Bear had given everyone a little, like, blood meal offering to mm-hmm. make. So mm-hmm. we were making offerings, and... We had some we, tobacco. We had some, some tobacco, honey. yeah. And so we got to a certain point in the woods, and suddenly the vibe changed. Oh, totally. And yes, Swan is asking, wasn't that a pagan pride? I do believe it was a I pagan it pride. It might have been, yeah. But the vibe changed, like... Oh, so strongly. Suddenly and very intensely. And everybody could sense Everybody that. could tell that something had changed in this part of the woods. And we just sort of, like, we didn't really venture into it very far. Mm-hmm. We just, like, we stepped a little bit into it, and then we're, we're like, like mm-hmm. oh, backing out. The vibe has changed. We're not... It, something doesn't want us here. Shadow Bear and the group, and we all discussed, uh, and we were pretty sure that was a, a local fae who didn't did not appreciate our presence in no. his part of the wood and there was a lot of trash in that there area was. so what we ended up doing i think was we made an offering at the edge mm-hmm. of of his it did feel like a distinctly masculine presence mm-hmm. um we made a, an offering at the edge of his part of the woods mm-hmm. and got permission to go in and pick up some trash and immediately leave and that is exactly and that was what, what we, we did, did. <laughs> Exactly what we did, and then this was the interesting part. Though we felt it, you could almost it followed see it. us. It yeah. followed us. You could see it this followed us. So from as the we corner of your eye, mm-hmm. yeah. So so we had gone quite deep in. Yeah. And so we did that little thing. We went in. We picked up some trash. We immediately got out of his territory, territory. again. Mm-hmm. But as we were heading back to yeah the main part of the event. With our with our trash, when as we were going back into the more welcoming part of the forest, you could see him mm-hmm. following us through the trees, out of his territory, mm-hmm. into other parts of the woods, just to sort of keep an eye on the situation. Mm-hmm. It was a very interesting experience. And you saw it, I saw, and yep. you could see multiple people. Yeah, could see this this. Just a very, just sort of a, I would say he was probably larger than man-shaped mm-hmm. and not really man-shaped. Exactly. But, <laughs> but it was just sort of a dark figure. Didn't feel malevolent. Oh, no, not at all. Just, um, and I wasn't scared, I, but I was just on notice. Yeah. He's like, you're not welcome here. Mm-hmm. But, uh, and and you could, and then we got to a certain part. And, and he just let us go. And he let us go yep. and didn't follow us anymore. But it was very, that was a very intriguing experience, mm-hmm. too. Where I think that was the closest I've ever gotten to one of the good neighbors, personally. Yeah, yeah I, I would say, and that's the closest I've ever gotten to actually seeing one. Yeah. And he clearly allowed himself to be seen. Yeah, that was a choice. <laughs> yeah, that was a choice. Al says there's a distinct difference between malevolent and not friendly. Exactly. Yeah, that's the case. Exactly. And I think I got the, the sense that he could be friendly. Mm-hmm. Like if you lived there and you were willing to put the, the, work, the work in, in. Mm-hmm. but it would be a lot of work. Exactly. And I think, um, and that I think goes exactly into what the kind of the overarching presence of good neighbors, mm-hmm. I think they're you could go either way. Yeah. You know, I like to describe the good neighbors as having sort of an alien morality. Mm -hmm. It's not that they don't have a moral system. They absolutely do. It's just not one that humans always understand. Mm -hmm. And so we tend to fall afoul of it. Mm -hmm. But if you're willing to make amends and be respectful and like try to understand and try to engage on their level, Mm -hmm. And, 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 again, a big part of it was respect. We made offerings. We cleaned up the area as best we could. Mm-hmm. Then we vacated the space because... Yeah, we got we, out of his we, zone. We got out of his zone. And I, I think that's really important to remember is that... And we asked permission before we went in we did to pick up trash. Like, because if he didn't want us to do that, we wouldn't we have done wouldn't that. We wouldn't have done that either. But I feel like 
at the time, I feel like he was willing because we showed respect. Mm -hmm. The very first thing we did was make offerings and apologize. Yep. And we had been making offerings through the rest of the wood. And I think Mm -hmm. that was probably part of what he was checking on as he was following us back. Exactly. Exactly. And uh, Elle says, if someone came into my house and trashed it, I'd be upset with them too. Uh Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And the other thing to remember is that not all nature spirits are good neighbors. No. Not all good neighbors are nature spirits. And there was a discussion mm -hmm. with the group with Shadow Bear about whether this was like a spirit of the wood or Mm -hmm. or a fair folk or what exactly what we were dealing with. And we definitely felt like it was one of the good neighbors. Mm -hmm. But this is another thing to, to understand about the good neighbors is that the space, Mm -hmm. like the space that he's claiming. Yeah. For himself or his people, mm-hmm. his that territory. is his territory. Most likely, a, a, an entry point, yeah. a, a part from. I will say it didn't feel like he was part of the woods. No, it felt like he was a steward of that part of the woods, mm-hmm. which makes me believe that there's, for whatever reason, yeah, that is some a, kind of there's a liminal space. I think there. we did actually see the gate. That's if possible. I'm remembering correctly, I think there was. And we stayed away from it. But mm-hmm. when we were in there gathering there trash, there was a oh, some yes, trees. The trees. Yes, there were we some did. trees that were sort of forming a, 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 door. a literal doorway. A literal doorway. So we didn't approach that. Mm-hmm. And I think that probably gained us points. But yeah, so I'm pretty sure there was a literal gate yes. in that part of the woods. And, and that's I why think, he was there. And I think that really distinctly uh, you know, puts a pin <laughs> on that point mm-hmm. in that these, you know, these are liminal spaces. Yeah. These are spaces where they come and they go or they dance or they celebrate or, you know, they, this is their area. Mm-hmm. And it is just as much real on in the other world mm-hmm. as it is here. Yeah. In the physical space that we understand. Yeah. Just because we can't see their half of it doesn't mean it's not there. And that's what people believe about fairy rings mm-hmm. um, that you see, whether it is uh, a circle of flowers or mushrooms, mushrooms or a dark trees. space, a dark space of mm-hmm. grass, yep. um, trees, you know, you know, actual literal doorways mm-hmm. made by, by made trees. by literally just trees. Like they weren't fallen. No, no. They grew that <laughs> they grew way. That way. They grew that wild. way. It was actually quite beautiful. It was. Yeah. Um, um, but the, he did not want photos taken. So we did not. No, we did not. So, I think that's important. An important thing to remember is that when you do find or or experience or go or see uh, a fairy fort or mm-hmm. uh, a ring or a tree, you can. There's a vibe. There's a vibe. There's a vibe there. This space is. If you're paying any amount of attention at all, you, you can tell. You, yeah, there's a vibe. You can tell. There's something different. It could even be quieter in that mm-hmm. area. The energy is different. Yeah. You just know. You just know that you are nearing a, a, mm-hmm. a space for the good neighbors. And you can kind of distinguish between a mushroom ring that's just a mushroom ring mm-hmm. and a mushroom ring that's theirs. Mm-hmm. Or a place that they have been before. Mm-hmm. And you enter at your own risk. Right. Basically, depending on... on the, Even if you don't end up transported to fairyland, you may get some attention you don't want or know how to deal with. Exactly. So it's important to understand... You know how how do you interact with the fae? Mm-hmm. How do you how do you work with them? And while there are, I think part of the the issue that and I agree I agree with this that that Morgan Daimler has is that a lot of the perceptions that are popular right now, especially in paganism, when it comes to the good neighbors, is it's very twee. And that's a quote. <laughs> I actually disagree. Yeah, I think Morgan Daimler is actually a little bit behind the times on in this respect. Yeah. So I think that was the prevailing opinion for a long time. Mm, little fairy flowers. Little fairy flowers and little little fairy altars mm. and little very Tinkerbell stuff. Very Disney Tinkerbell stuff. Yeah. I think that was the prevailing opinion for a very long time. However, I think in the last five years or so, mm-hmm. the pendulum has actually swung too far in the other direction. And now all you'll ever hear is people telling you not to ever work with or even acknowledge the good neighbors. Which is what Morgan does want to dispel. Yes. That's why they are saying we need to have balance There needs to here. be a good balance. <laughs> I think the pendulum has actually swung too far in the other direction. Yeah. And we've gone opposite of Twee to perceiving the good neighbors as being like malevolent hostile forces. That's more, yeah, you know, and and there were there is folklore that where people were. But even then, what I'm saying is 
even then, even in the folklore where they're antagonistic right. to humans, right? It's not because they're malevolent. It's because a human did something Stupid. wrong. Yeah. It's because they, a human they, didn't handle the interaction right. Right. Or you know, they you know they also they are other. <laughs> they mm, yeah. they have different rules that, like you said, they have different morality. To them, it's no big deal to take someone to their side if they think that that person needs to come with them or yeah. a child or whatever. It's so, just, they leave their own kids here all the time. It's just a different way of, of perceiving what's correct. Yeah, yeah. And until you're willing to, like, try to figure out how they work, you're it's, always going to fuck up that interaction. It's like an international situation where you have no diplomats. Yeah, kind <laughs> you, of. you got people trying to interact who don't really know each other's culture. Or language, Or language, yep, exactly. Join our Tiger Amanda and relax with the salts of Wonderful Body Co. These soaks and scrubs, inspired by popular books and characters, are designed to delight multiple senses with fragrant scents and sparkling mica. You can also find rollerball fragrances and hair oils. With dozens of options available, you're sure to find something you like in the Wonderful Body Co. collection. This week, I'm recommending Healer's Path with scents of patchouli, gardenia, cedarwood, freesia, heliotrope, and jasmine. Find Wonderful Body Co. online at wonderfulbodyco.com or go directly to the shop at etsy.com slash shop slash wonderfulbodyco. Nice. Thank you. I managed to not fuck up my own name this time. Hail Dictinus. <laughs> Hail Dictinus. So ran and says... Yeah. Oh, yeah, I've always heard that having any sort of interactions with them is fucked up and that if you want to live, you absolutely can't talk about them at all. It never sat right with me because of how much I loved them growing up. I would make fairy houses and leave out food for them all the time. Had so many books. Actually, that may have been some of my first witchcraft. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to just kind of float through here a couple of suggestions that, that Morgan Daimler has in, in the book. about If you want to work with a fae, keep these things in mind. Mm -hmm. The first is balance. Balance between light and dark. To deal with the good people in the modern world means finding a middle road between a view that is too fear-ridden mm -hmm. and one that is not respectful enough. Mm -hmm. That is that is the big thing right there. But some of the basic guidelines, start small. Yeah. <laughs> don't try to bite off more than you can chew. You don't have to talk to the fairy queen. Yeah. You can talk to your local puka or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. Like Finn has exactly. been dealing with the puka. Be prepared to pay them. Yes. Offerings, you know, whatever it is you need to work out with them. Negotiate. Make sure that you negotiate. Have contracts with the fact. Have contracts and make sure you understand their terms. Yes. And don't renege on what you owe. Read those contracts. Yes. Make sure you understand. All the fine print. Manners are important. Mm -hmm. So always say please and thank you and be respectful. Now, there is some debate about thank you and please. Because please and thank you to the good neighbors mm -hmm. can imply a debt that you didn't intend. Well, that's true. So the, the advice I've seen is to not say thank you, but to find some roundabout way to express appreciation. Right. Best laid plans can go sideways, so cover your butt. Right. <laughs> and that's just a handful. You know, just if they've got more suggestions in here, I want you to go get this book. So Rhiannon asks, what about the terms see and unsee? Does anyone have better descriptions of what that means? Because I doubt it's as simple as one is good and one is evil. That is where uh, in this in this resource, mm -hmm. it is better thought of as light or dark, but not or even that. Not, it's usually actually more like summer and winter. Yeah, summer, winter, anything Or that. sweet and bitter. Yeah, in fact, that is something that is included yeah. in this in this resource. There's different ways to think of it. Mm -hmm. Don't just go good and bad. Yeah, because like I said, the Fae have an alien morality system. Yeah. Good and evil don't really apply to them. Exactly. So, you know, and part of the problem is, too, where this whole concept of good and evil probably came mm -hmm. from, is the Christianization. Yes. Okay. So, lots of fairy tales that you're going to read. Yes. Lots of really famous ones mm -hmm. are going to describe the devil as the king of the fairies. Mm -hmm. Or they're going to describe the fairies paying a tithe to hell mm -hmm. or whatever. The fair folk were, during Christianization, explicitly attached mm -hmm. to the devil. Mm -hmm. Or some of them were attached to angels. A few. A few. But many, but many more were, made were, were attached to the devil and to hell. So I think that's where... 
the good evil split mm-hmm. definitely got definitely. like inculcated. And basically where, you know, the common people were still considering them the brownies or mm-hmm. the tomta or all the very the puka and right. the various uh, the, the local neighbors yeah, that the, they had relationships the local neighbors with. that they understood they would call them by these names whereas the learned priesthood right. and stuff and the aristocracy we're calling them demons, mm-hmm. devils, mm-hmm. things of that nature. That and it unclean all, spirits. Unclean spirits, exactly, yeah. exactly. Because they are spirits, <laughs> you know. Sort of, sort of. They're, they're complicated. They're they're complicated. They're but they're you know there is a they're at least as much spirits as we are. But the other thing is Christian dogma, Christian doctrine about the fair folk was that they had no souls. Right. So when they died, they just ceased to be. Mm-hmm. And that was considered like the only tragedy mm-hmm. of the good neighbors was that they had no souls, so could not be saved. Exactly. That is exactly right. And that's where you get stuff like The Little Mermaid. Where she turns into sea foam. Where she turns into foam because she has no soul and can't be saved. Mm-hmm. By, you by do, Christianity. Y'all do realize in the not disnified version, mm-hmm. in order that's a tragedy. In order to save herself and get her voice back mm-hmm. and become a mermaid again, she was supposed to kill the prince yep. who married the princess. She was supposed to, to kill him. Yes. And so what happened was she saw him and she still had so much love for him. She chose not to, and so she dove into the ocean and she immediately turned into sea foam. Mm-hmm. But the sylphs, the air spirits, mm-hmm. felt mercy for her. And so they gathered her, her up, her sea foam self, mm-hmm. and turned her into a sylph so that she could then watch over her, her beloved prince and his, his bride. Mm-hmm. That's how the actual grim fairy tale ends. It's not grim. It's or Hans Christian Andersen. That's how the Hans Christian Andersen fairy tale ends. And it's real fucked up. It's, yeah, and that's, you know... And, and it comes from that idea that the good neighbors don't have didn't soul. have souls. And that's why they were attached as, to hell. And as and, a mermaid, yeah. she was a good neighbor. Yep. She, she was... She was a local... She was a water spirit. Sea spirit. Yeah, a local sea spirit. Who interacted with humans. Exactly. So she was a type of fair folk. That's right. In fact, a lot of the Scandinavian fair folk do have water associations, probably because Scandinavian... It's a lot of islands. Yeah. And so there are a lot of Norwegian fairy tales uh, that are... The Nakken. Yeah. So the Nakken is a... It's a specific type of fae who can take the appearance of either a very beautiful horse or a young man playing the violin, but who is actually just a spirit being attached to a particular body of water. And it is always a he. His whole deal is that... He will try to either get you to ride him, at which point mm-hmm. he will drown you in the mm-hmm. body of water, or he will try to hypnotize you with his violin music into drowning yourself in his body of water. Yes, there but, are some fae, there are some fair folk who will eat you. That's oh, absolutely. just what they'll do. But even <laughs> the knockin sometimes would rescue drowning children, mm-hmm. specifically children, men and women those he would eat. But if children were drowning in his body of water, sometimes a knockin would rescue them. Mm-hmm. So it still paid to have a good relationship with the knockin. That's right. That's right. And you've got, there's so many, you know, you've got the water horse who would also eat, uh-huh. you know, their victims. You've got the hag. That mm-hmm. is a that is a form of good neighbor spirit. I mean, there are so many. <laughs> Swan says, don't trust horses. Got it. Yes. Don't trust very beautiful, mostly black or white horses with elaborately braided manes who appear out of nowhere, have no saddle, and are slightly damp. <laughs> That's right. Okay, so here are a few tips also, additional tips that I that I found mm-hmm. out today. First of all, things you should know about the Fae. They do not lie. No. And they will misdirect. They will misdirect, but they do not lie yeah. and should not be lied to. And don't accuse them of lying. They will be super no. offended. And not knowing fairy law mm-hmm. doesn't matter to them. It's exactly the same as, like, ignorance of the law does not... Excuse you. Yeah. It's, it's in exact, country. Exactly. It's the exact same way with the, the fair folk. Exactly. I, I just, I love some of the stuff that I found out today. Also, human ghosts are not fairies. No. But fairies 
Some fairies were once human. We covered that. Yep. Some. So some human ghosts might become f- fairies by some process that mm-hmm. is unclear. That is unclear. If you want to visit the fae, mm-hmm. it's best to do it during the day mm-hmm. <laughs> and have an exit plan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Go in, understand, obviously, what we always say, do your homework, mm-hmm. understand the beings that you're working with. Don't. Try to go into fairyland no. in astral, in physical, I don't care, until you have an established and solid relationship with at least one one of the fair folk. Mm-hmm. Oh, and that's an interesting point. Um, in folklore, hundreds of years ago, mm-hmm. um, people who were considered having gone into fairyland, it wasn't just people who disappeared. Yeah. It was people who were in a, in a, basically in a coma yeah. or were in a, 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 trance, a trance state. These were people who would then come back to themselves, and they had been in in fairyland. In fairyland, yeah. So it you can definitely you can you can get there through astral through astral. You've got to find the right way. But like I said, make sure you know a good neighbor. Exactly, first. <laughs> exactly, and know how to get in, know how uh-huh. to go, and know as many of figure out what the rules are. Never eat the food. Don't assume. <laughs> That you know the rules, get clarification on the rules. Exactly. And uh, because fairies are both substantial and intangible in ways that we cannot understand, we shouldn't limit our understanding of them because they can be both or neither. They're very, they're very, they're mysterious. very mysterious. Which means we can interact with them uh-huh. in either in the unusual, unusual ways. ways. A couple of emergency ways to, to deal with a fae problem. And I don't recommend these being your first choice unless you want to fuck up your relationship with them entirely. You can turn a piece of clothing inside out. That is mm-hmm. apparently a way to exit Fairyland if you get stuck there. Mm-hmm. And there is the iron thing. Yes, there is the iron thing. Don't use the iron thing unless you want to have hostile relationships mm-hmm. with the fair folk forever. Mm-hmm. Because they will be very offended. Yep. But if you end up in like a, a situation that feels genuinely life-threatening to you, the, the fair folk do not and cannot touch and interact with iron. Yep. So if you have iron on you, you are basically a, a no-go zone for yep. them. Um, some interesting things um, as far as offering some of the food that you may, mm-hmm. um, some of the foods that, according to folklore. Yes, and some of them are very specific about what they want. Yes. But um, according to folklore, some will like grains, bread, liquor, milk. A lot of them tend to like milk. Milk. Milk, milk. and porridge made with milk. Yeah. Stolen food and drink. <laughs> that they, yes. <laughs> that they, they have made st- less substantial to humans. Yes. They want to steal. They want to steal the shit. Yep. Corrigans and lutens, which is a type of, um, I, I believe, Scandinavian, uh, they prefer meat. So yes. You Some know. of them do. You really have to check. Yeah, you have to check who you're dealing with. So yeah, um, a lot of them do like like milk, honey, porridge, bread. Right. The basics. But some of them highly specific. Yep. And there's like the Tomta and a lot of the folklore mm-hmm. specifically wants his porridge made with a pat of butter under the book. That's because they used to be old men. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but if you make the porridge wrong, you doing, you know. if you make the porridge wrong, the Tomta will get mad at you. That's right. Um, additionally, leaves, roots, and twigs that they have glamoured to look delicious. Uh-huh. That is that is a thing. That's a thing they'll do. But it's a certain kind of fair folk yeah. that, that do that. Human flesh. I recommend you stay away from... Don't do, don't do that one. From Kelpies, water horses. Knockins. <laughs> knockins. Um, you know, creatures... You, may, you might be able to hang out with a knockin if you can, like, vibe with music or whatever, but just yeah. don't go into the water. Yeah. Fruits, vegetables. Brandon Gray asks, is it brownies that don't want anything because it offends them? Um, hard to say. This is, again, a categorization thing. Mm-hmm. We mentioned this at the beginning, and then we never quite got around to it. But right. it's hard to categorize the fae. Mm-hmm. Some, like, like if I remember correctly from my folklore from Girl Scouts, mm-hmm. brownies were a kind of a house spirit. They were a helping house they spirit. They were a helping house spirit. And, who, and so, yes, some of the folklore is that brownies don't want offerings because they get offended that you're trying to pay them. Mm-hmm. Others definitely do want offerings. And you telling really? the difference between the brownie in this house that does want an offering and the brownie in that house that doesn't, mm-hmm. like... You have to... That's where... Not, ask. That's not unlike working with any kind of mm-hmm. spirit, whether it's a plant spirit, a deity, or, or the good neighbors. You need to ask and, and find out 
if they're willing to work with you mm-hmm. and what they require. Yeah. You know. The, the eternal advice of this podcast. Just ask them. Just listen. ask. Yes. <laughs> oh, the other thing is names have a lot of power to yes. the good neighbors. And you, they will often not tell you their name or they will give you like a by name. Think Rumpelstiltskin. Yeah. Not a lie, but a name that is not uh, one that has power over them. I frequently see people saying that they've had contact with the spirit or whatever and it keeps giving them different names mm-hmm. or their divination techniques are telling them this is the wrong name mm-hmm. and they think they're being fooled by some evil spirit. At half the time, I'm pretty sure that's just a fae that is not going to tell you their name. Mm-hmm. Just accept that as part of the premise. Yeah. They're just not going to do it. And mm-hmm. you shouldn't tell them your like true again, soul name either. And they won't, again, a f- the fae, the, the good neighbors, they don't lie, but they will misdirect. Mm-hmm. This is where, yes, Rhiannon Gray says, you can call me. Yes. This is why I say, at the beginning of every episode, you may call me Ode. Mm-hmm. That, so, is a, that is a name I have given to the public. A good neighbor could call me Ode. It wouldn't give them special power over me. So Swan asks, so do we give them our spirit name to protect our real or our real name to protect our spirit self? Uh, that depends entirely on how you feel about your legal name. Mm-hmm. So, and, and it depends on who you're working with. Yeah. Basically, be just self-aware mm-hmm. <laughs> and be aware when you're out in the woods, if you're near a lake, in the mountains, mm-hmm. things like that, because these are the places where they dwell. Wilder places. Wilder places. They're still sometimes going to be in urban places. Oh, yeah. But they'll usually be pissed off that it's been urbanized. Or they'll be in the green spaces. Right. Or they're in an urban place to do something specific and they don't want to be interrupted. (laughs) Exactly. There's a lot of information, but just make sure that you're getting... uh, Don't go to Pinterest. Yeah, don't go to Pinterest when it comes to understanding working with the good neighbors. Again, I highly recommend... I can't say that there's no good information on Pinterest, but I can say there's a lot of bad information. (laughs) I on this topic on Pinterest. Yeah. I'm once again going to recommend Morgan Daimler as mm-hmm. a source. Um, but you can also get a lot of really good sources from Morgan Daimler. Yeah. They've, they've been studying various folklore and different authors the other, who they feel are, are really good, too. The other people I would recommend, honestly, are cunning folk. Yes. Shadow Baron Arrow. Yeah. Orion Foxwood. These The, the, cunning, the folk cunning folk are the ones in our... Society here, especially in the United States, who are most likely to know their shit when it comes to the good neighbors. Exactly. In fact, there's another one I'm going to recommend. I just have to look her up. Swan says, Ode, what is your stance on those cute fairy gardens that are super popular on Pinterest? My opinion is that they are cute, but probably nothing's going to live in them. Yeah. Like, and if you you try to stuff a good neighbor into one, they're going to be irritated with Mm -hmm. you. Yep. They're just, they're cute. So like, if you have a good relationship with uh, a fae folk who lives in your house, like if you have a brownie and you want to get them a little house and you ask if they want one and they say sure, then yeah, get them a little fairy house. I think that's cute. And it's nice to give your spirit allies stuff. Mm -hmm. It's a nice thing we can do as humans because we got all this physical stuff to work with. But if they don't want it, good fucking luck. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. They don't want it and you keep insisting, you will piss one off. Yes. Exactly. There are a lot of people who who understand. Honestly, go to your local cunning folk. Yeah. You you probably have local yeah. cunning folk. You just don't know them. Go to your local cunning folk. Uh, read the the folklore. Mm-hmm. Read the folklore in your area. Read the folklore of your ancestry and other people's ancestry. And read some Grimm. Read mm-hmm. some Anderson. Rand and Gray says about the uh, the fairy gardens. That snails and spiders love them, though, maybe a toad, and that's true. Yeah. So get them and put them in your garden just to support local yeah. wildlife. There is nothing wrong with having beautiful yeah, the only the, thing, the the only little way, fairy decorations yeah. and the little gnomes and, and the fairy doors on your trees. There's nothing wrong with that. The it's, only way you're fucking it up is if you're intentionally using it to offend a fairy. Yeah, that's the only reason it would be a problem. You, if you want to decorate your garden or your yard in that way, I think they're beautiful. Yeah. I, a lot of them are very, very cute. They're very cute. They're very pretty. And um, so, yeah, there's no reason not to. Yeah. Just don't try to stuff a fae into one. <laughs> yeah. If you feel like there, you have a, a fairy tree, mm-hmm. I don't recommend. Don't cut it down. Yeah. Don't cut it down. Treat it with respect. Mm-hmm. Don't as gather you, anything from it unless you get permission. As as you should from all. All, all, all of the plants. 
plants and trees and, and bushes. If you got a particular rock, same way. If mm -hmm. you got like a big stone in your yard that feels like it's got vibes, yeah. just leave it alone. Yeah, just mow yeah. around it. And find out what the best way would be to work with it or not. Mm -hmm. And then decorate. And sometimes, sometimes the answer is going to be not. Yeah. Either because you're not prepared to do the work and it is a lot of work, or because they are not interested in you. And if that's the case, you just got to take your lumps and move on. Yeah. Again, I'm going to say there's nothing wrong with pretty, cute, yeah. sweet, things of that and nature. And some of the people absolutely love that shit. Absolutely. There are those that do. <laughs> but like I said, there are vast array of yeah. the fair folk. You cannot just put them all in one basket. In one, in one basket. You are going to find good neighbors who are like, yeah, give me... Give me the shiny uh, Give stuff. me something shiny and pretty and covered in flowers and make that my house that no one else is allowed to touch. There are some fae who will be all about that. Mm -hmm. uh, and you can probably get good shit in return. But just don't assume that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's always the best. Just don't make any assumptions. Mm -hmm. Do your homework. And then ask. Ask and listen. Ask and listen. That yeah. should be the tagline of this fucking podcast. This ask point. and listen. <laughs> So Midnight Dove asks, could you give offerings to Faye without working with them as in almost a good faith thing? Uh, and Rhiannon Gray says, just as a thinking of you, thanks for not fucking me up way, but I guess no saying thanks. Yeah, actually, those are... I think just as a way to show respect. Right, as a, as a hey, I recognize we're in the same space mm -hmm. kind of a thing. You can do that if you do. And be aware that you're sort of doing the opening steps of starting a relationship with yeah. the fair folk. Yeah, you're... you're they will pay attention. Uh-huh. So, like, you can do that, but just be aware that that's going to draw attention. Mm -hmm. And then you'll have to deal with that situation. Mm -hmm. um, that may not be a problem, but, it, like, it's not going to be a, you give them an offering once and then they never think of you again. Right. Exactly. It's going to be a, you gave them an offering once, and so now they wonder, hmm, 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 this one's paying attention. What can we do with this? <laughs> exactly. All right. And you also may just have a situation where a fae is coming through and then moving on. Mm hmm Exactly. Yeah, sometimes they're not stationary. Yeah. And, in fact, there are certain ones that are not stationary. That are specifically, they specifically not, yeah. move. Yep. Well, we could go on forever because we this could. is such a huge topic. I, yeah. And even though I don't work with the good neighbors, yeah. I really like the good neighbors. I like the good neighbors. I respect the good neighbors. Uh -huh. I enjoy reading fairy tales. I enjoy reading folklore and learning about them. And if you are interested, there is fairy witchcraft paths. Mm -hmm. There are fairy traditions, not the F-E-R-I. Right, which is different. Which is different. Although they do work with the face, right. I believe. There are, there are uh, traditions who do work with the good neighbors. I believe uh, Storm Fairy Wolf mm -hmm. is, would be an excellent resource. Yep. And, and be don't smart. Be, yeah, be smart, <laughs> be but don't smart. be, like, terrified. No. Find the balance. That's the most important thing. Yeah. Find your balance mm -hmm. and go Light and dark, summer and winter, sweet and bitter. Yeah. All right. You I, think we're done? I think we're done. All right. We're going to wrap it up. Google us. Google the number three and the words pagans and a cat or the number three and the letters P-A-A-C and you'll find us on all the things. We're on all the social media. We're not always active because, you know, life. All right. So that's. Again, yeah, it. that's that's it for the podcast. That's it. We thank you for listening. Please share the podcast with your friends, family, and people who might be interested in witchcraft, druidry. Well, not so much druidry anymore for carb, but uh, heathenism stuff, stuff about the paganism, paganism, and you know, stuff with witchy stuff, witchy stuff, and today fairy stuff, fairy stuff, yeah. <laughs> all that stuff, all the stuff.